You y'all know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell him, where are all the watch parties? Where the brothers going to be? (laughs) I just wanted to see what she was going to do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. What's up, Truth Nation? Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Tuesday, January 30th. We got one more day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One more January day at 7.01 a.m. Central Standard Time. As you heard, we're coming to you live. For real, for real. Telly, we are we are literally live. Uh, yes. Breathing the same air. Yes. In the American families. It has been two weeks, I believe. Yeah. That's what yeah, happens. You, look, you're a busy man. Hey, <laughs> I ain't busy. It seems like it's been six weeks of this first month <laughs> of 2024. Man. I'm just the the prices of everything, y'all. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep it positive, but I just gotta get that off my chest. The prices of everything, and it's like the food, man. And this is everywhere because yeah. I just came back from Switzerland. I ordered. I was I was having a dinner by uh, myself. Mm-hmm. Telly, I ordered what what is equivalent to like a, a fish fry, what they call you know they call it fish and chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish and fries, fish and chips. And I had a double adult beverage. It's okay to say Tito. Tito! We'll get them uh hopefully we'll get them to sponsor us one day. <laughs> you know, that's my drink drink. So I get the bill. <laughs> I was like, oh, they made a mistake. <laughs> no mademoiselle. That is correct. <laughs> I was like, what the? It was literally, it was like $130 for wow. about 12 fr- French fries, <laughs> two two fried catfish fillets, not like the ones in the South in America, <laughs> and a double, yeah. So, wow. And then I come back here. I go to Whole Foods last night. Uh-huh. I want to hear about your workout yesterday, too. I want to compare notes because my trainer, Wacy, woo! So I go to Whole Foods. I bought broccoli. I'm not making this up, y'all. Mm. Broccoli, cauliflower rice, some salmon fillets, and a bottle of water. Oh, that was the the salmon itself was about fifteen dollars. What? Try twenty five. Oh wow. So now remember, I just gave you the list, right? So I go to the register, the self checkout. Mm-hmm. $56. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take much. <laughs> My son Darren was with me. He was like, first of all, just coming here was the mistake that I was trying to figure out. 
<laughs> Whole Foods mom? Really? <laughs> you should remind them, look, there was a time I was shopping at Aldi's. You see my hands? <laughs> Won't he do it? Hot and shout out to the You hey, just didn't know the more money you made, you know you have to go back to Aldi's though, huh? Well for for me it's not and and here not and I I'm very thankful, but I'm thankful. There's no but. I'm thankful that I'm able to shop there, although I'm recalibrating. <laughs> Kroger. Look. I'll let you girl. The stuff that you the, the but produce. I gotta eat clean. I have to eat clean because for me, I don't like working out. I do it, but I don't. So speaking of which, how was your workout yesterday? It actually wasn't bad. Once I stopped yawning, I know you <laughs> kept seeing me yawning. <laughs> I was like, come on, Telly, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> yes. But that's Telly the and I went directly to the gym, yes. Truth Nation. We we went not, well, I was in Dallas yesterday and Telly was here, but we were like, okay, yeah. we got to go to the gym. Right. Okay. So I, how I was it? I pushed through. I pushed, pushed through. through. What'd yeah. you do? Yeah. I, I did about a mile and a half on a treadmill and then I just lifted some weights. But, Man, it was Weight City yesterday. Yeah. He had Wasty. Oh my gosh, he killed me. Because, you know, he knew I just came back from eating chocolate. Oh, I'm sure. He was waiting on you. He, oh, yeah. man. It was like, uh-huh. Come on. Like, so there you are, huh? And I was like, let me do a little quick warm-up. He's like, we don't need to do no warm-up. Let's go. You warmed up all last week eating that warm, hot chocolate or drinking that warm, hot chocolate. You know, that heat, it was brutal. Yeah. How and long did it last? Well, I work out for an hour. Okay. But yesterday was like plank day, and I did lift weightlifting. And yeah. I mean, he was putting some heavy weights on there because I told you I'm, I'm getting ready for the thing that's happening. Yeah. But yeah. I can't tell it yet, but it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to get ready for that. Yeah, I might a- I might do an usher and cut out sugar and alcohol. I'd believe that when I see it. <laughs> As I sip my black coffee with Splenda. <laughs> No, it was, but you know, it sounds great when you say it, though, right? You know what? I'm gonna just uh, like, like when I tell people that I was fasting, it, it wasn't like I just woke up. You know what? I'm gonna fast for 21 days. It took a lot of mental stability man. to do that. But you know, in all seriousness, it's all mindset. It is Some mind the, over matter. Mind over matter. All you know, the great athletes they talk about that. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, Deion Sanders, um. All the great athletes. I'm trying to think of. That's terrible that I can't. Oh, even. it's it's. Florence I mean, Griffith the list Joyner, goes. The, the trying, list trying goes to give some on and to some on lady and athletes. on. Yeah, because it it truly is ninety percent mental and ten percent physical. Uh, when especially when you reach the the pro level, everybody's good. Mm-hmm. What's going to decipher you from the next person? Like, what's the difference between being a star and being an all star? And preach. Yeah. And so a lot of that has to do with your mindset and everybody can't handle adversity. Everybody can't handle disappointment, especially if you've been successful your whole career. It's like if I'm averaging 35 points a game my whole life and I get to the NBA and I can't score 10 points. I'm like, wait a minute. I had to be pretty good to get here. But everybody else is good, too. So you got to get. You know, it's funny you say that because just not even just in athletics, and I didn't I didn't want to bring this up. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this, but there's now this this online feud between Megan the Stallion and Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj has been, <clears throat> my opinion, trolling Megan the Stallion, and she's been going below the belt. 
Like she yeah. talked about Megan Thee Stallion's foot. You know, she was, I guess what, what'd she say, Ben? She was walking funny or something. Uh, she says she calls her, <laughs> the bar goes, she's like six foot. I'll call her Bigfoot. And Bigfoot is the diss towards Megan Thee Stallion. Because you know, she got shot in the foot. Yeah, by Tor- yeah. So then um, I was like, you just released, she just, Megan Thee Stallion just released a, a single. And I think there was some subliminal shade towards Nicki Minaj. But here's my thing. Going back to your point. Nicki Minaj, you're Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Like, you just dropped an album that broke. Like, she's the highest selling rap female rapper of all these accolades that she has accomplished. And you over here. I mean, it's like, but Nicki Minaj has always been like that. You remember when she was a judge on American Idol and she had beef with the Mariah Carey? Yeah. And then when, you know, she used to diss little Kim mm. after she pretty much young Stole people. Stole her old let me tell y'all right identity. Now, that whole pink, pink Barbie. That's little Kim. Yeah. So okay. don't think that don't Steve, think made, Steve yeah. Harvey is the first one to steal somebody's whole act in Mark Curry. Right. Because because Nicki Minaj yeah. literally. See, a lot of people don't. They sleep on Little Kim. Yeah. No other female rapper was talking about fashion. You know, how to <laughs> the things that that female cele- rappers <laughs> are getting celebrated for. Little Kim started all that. But anyway, let me get off my Little Kim soapbox. Going back to the mindset. Why is it? Why can't there? It's only can we only one in the female mm. rap game. It's like there's enough for everybody to win. Mm-hmm. Like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. There's so many dope female rappers in the game right now in terms of like that generation. Mm-hmm. And you got the top ones beefing like. Yeah. And I'm not talking like Cool Mo D and Dougie Fresh Beef. <laughs> I'm talking about, I, I'm going to pull up. Like the real deal. Yeah, yeah you know, like yeah. back in the 90s and 80s, you know, Beef was just like, you know, let's, what'd you call it? Um, what they did in the movie Seven Mile with uh, Eminem, I promise you. Rap Battle? Uh, 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 it's not, It's called something else. Uh, yeah. Rap uh, Battle, but something uh, else. Maybe it's called, we'll just call the Rap Cypher. Battle. Yes. Yes, Cypher. They don't do that anymore. It's all about, you know, I'm going to pull up and. Yeah. I'm like, man. Uh, and has never pulled up on anybody before, but all of a sudden you make an album, you get a couple of tattoos, and now you hardcore. But Nicki Minaj, I'm like, you're at the top of the game. Yeah. Why are you even I, like. I, I think <laughs> that that's the reason why we don't see a whole lot of collaborations. Like, it, and you, they collaborated. Yeah. Hot Girl Summer, remember? Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. That was my jam. But here's the thing. They don't stay together long. And it's for, it's. I mean, let's be real. Everybody wants their own shine. But here's the thing, though. Come on, let's be real. You know, like, let's say you and I had, like, this major beef. But ABC calls us and says, hey, can y'all, can y'all co-host together for $10 million each? Hey, Telly, how you doing, brother? Oh, my God. You know what I'm Be the so, best of friends at, during that time and then get the money and go your separate Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's definitely what that was. But I'm just, I, I'm hoping that we can do better, especially in the female rap game mm-hmm. or the female rap industry. There could be, like, okay, let me say it this way. Going back to the mindset. I I am a public speaker. I am a MC. 
I am a talk radio host. But that don't mean I could be the only one. Like, if you don't hire me or pick me. Um, My girl, Michelle, from WNLV. Mm -hmm. Man, her last name just slipped my mind. That's why in the morning time. Y'all bear with me because I just came back from a totally different time zone. Michelle. Man, her last name just slipped my mind. Anywho. She is an incredible talk radio show host over at WNOV. Mm-hmm. She and I had a conversation at a at a wedding this summer. Bryant, Michelle Bryant, thank you, God, because it was going to bother me. <laughs> so Michelle Bryant and I were having a conversation, and she's just congratulating congratulating me and telling me, you know, I'm proud of you. I see you. I hear you. And I was like, man, you don't even know how much that means to me, Michelle. Thank you so much. And she said, you know, people out here thinking that, you know, they were like, yeah, you know, Denise Thomas, they hired her over the truth. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, wouldn't you be happy that not only do we have two talk black, black talk radio shows, but you got two black female talk show hosts. Why does that, why can it only be like why why we got to create this competition? I don't I don't need to be cuz I'm not for everybody. I'm mm. glad that you know so like shout out to Shannon Sims, Latoya Washington, Miss Meeks who just retired. All these black women that are in the industry of public speaking, broadcasting, journalism, hosting events. Trust me y'all, we do not we do not compete against each other. Yeah. We we love each other. We have breakfast. We have lunch together. We go out and drinks. We go to the Bucks games. And that's the way it should be. It, yeah. it, it, it shouldn't be, well, all right, I got to outdo you. or Because here's the bottom line, and we talked about this. Uh, it's, it's been a couple of weeks ago now. If, if people like you, they're going to listen. If they, not, if they don't, they won't. And it's not about, ooh, I got to outdo so-and-so because they're in the same time slot as us and, and we got to come. Like, no. Do y'all have competition on the male side? Like the black, all the black male uh, journalists? Is there any competition or, or hate? No, or no. Don't y'all, like, I do mean, y'all, do y'all I get, hang out with one another right I'm, now? I'm sure, I'm sure there is. Uh, I just don't participate or care about it. Uh, I'm sure there are other people that look at people's careers and – and think they should be where they are, or uh, and there's some people that may hate on you to get to where they want to be. But I why just, is it in our community there can only be one? Yeah. Because it serves, it becomes a distraction. It does, and because everybody's fighting for the same spot, even, and there's more than one spot. Even with Cat Williams, now I have mixed emotions because obviously the interview that Cat Williams. Shared with Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. It was very therapeutic for him. He had a lot of stuff he needed to get off his chest. And he chose to use a platform (laughs) such as Club Shay Shay. Mm -hmm. And so we all know that it went viral. People are still talking about it. SNL did a skit. So you know, you know, you know it's a big deal when Saturday Night Live does a skit. But my thing is also when Cat Williams was talking about you know, a lot of these comedians who were wearing dresses, like Tyler Perry, Martin Lawrence, you know, Eddie Murphy. The list goes on and on. And I thought to myself, I kind of get what he's saying, 
But then there's also, like Marlon Wayans was talking about, the, the movie Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. The uh, movie Mrs. Doubtfire with Robin Williams. Both of which I received received Academy Award I was about nominations. To say, classic in some people's eyes. But you don't see a lot of white comedians publicly talking about other white comedians like that. Yeah. I think it's also too DT a condition of so much negativity and stereotypes mm. come with being a black actor or actress where we've always been, I I think as, as black men felt like, you know, our masculinity has been taken away or there's only certain roles or like for black men coming up, there were either, you were either a pimp, or exploitation or uh, a criminal or a drug dealer or something like that. And then when you want to expand, then I guess they feel like, Oh, well they got to, you know, emasculate you by putting a dress on you. Whereas white actors, they've never had to go through that. And so I think it's kind of, we've been treated a certain way for so long. We start to treat ourselves like that. Hmm. That's As, a great point. And it's like, it shouldn't be the case, but it's a form of brainwashing and whitewashing because it's like these are the roles that we could only get for so long, and now we don't have to do that hey, anymore. It's like I said, and y'all, Ben, stop me if I'm lying. It never fails. The Academy Award, the Oscar, the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Every time a black woman, every time... Fact check me now. I triple dog dare you. And it just happened this year. Anytime a black woman is nominated for an Oscar, she either has to be playing a maid, a a drug addict, Halle Berry, Monique for Precious, Halle Berry for, uh, man, what was that Uh, movie? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about with Billy Bob Thornton? Yep, yep. The first, Hattie McDaniels, first black woman to win an Oscar. Not Monster. Was that Monster? Yes, Monster's Ball. Yeah. Or monster, monster, one of them, monsters yeah. ball. Yeah, thank you. The first black woman to win Academy Award, Hattie McDaniel, gone with the wind, made mm-hmm. mammy. Now, fast forward to this year. You see who was nominated? The black women that was nominated. Look at their roles. Oh, I'm sure it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So, I mean, I'm going back to your point that you made about conditioning. And let me be clear, I'm not mad at black women getting receiving Academy Awards. I'm not I'm just saying there's been a lot of great black actresses that have played roles outside of submissive yeah. characters, but only receive the accolades when they portray a submissive character, like Viola Davis. She got her. She got hers for what? The help. Yeah. Now Denzel. It wasn't until Training Day he started to get Training Day. And what? What did he play in that movie? Oh, um, a crooked cop. Now all them roles like Glory, uh, Malcolm X. Get your hands uh, off of me, Plymouth Rock. Yeah. Oh, you know he wasn't going to get celebrate Malcolm yeah, X. Yeah. Psh. And so I, I, I again go back to. 
the conditioning. And that's the only way that you could feel like you crossing over. And if somebody offer you a bunch of money to put on a dress, you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to take it. Because a lot of us, and it's so, it's interesting that you bring this up because Truth Nation, one of the things that we talked about yesterday, this week, we're going to be discussing stereotypes and the negative impacts that stereotypes have on people of color, especially black people in this country. Mm-hmm. And how that then goes into everything else. And then that goes into the decision making. (laughs) So this is going to be a great, you see what I'm saying? Because it starts with, to your point, because I know that there can only be one, Mm -hmm. then I still got to feed my family. So let me go ahead and put this dress on. Because I'm telling you, all the actors that have spoken out, I know we got a break, man. Let me just say this before we break. All the actors that have spoken out against what Cat Williams said, they basically alluded to, well, nobody's talking about that in the black or the white community or in the Jewish community. Yeah. But the white community and the Jewish community don't have the same type of stereotypes when it comes to, like you said, masculinity, mm-hmm. being a provider for your home. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, we're going to get into the stereotype discussion because one of the stereotypes that we're going to talk about today, and we've got some audio for y'all, and I know this is going to stir up some conversation. Stereotype of the day. Yesterday, we talked about athleticism. Mm-hmm. Are black people more athletic? Today, single parents produce the worst kids. Black parents. Black. Yeah, single black parents. Single black parents. Well, the stereotype usually is, oh, uh, is your husband in jail? Or or, how many baby daddies do you have? Because I've had to go through that as a single mom. So when we come back, single black parents produce the worst children. We're going to talk about that. Do you agree? Do you disagree? How do you feel about that? We've got some audio to play because there is a woman, a sister, who sat in a chair. And shared why she knows for a fact that single black parents produce the worst kids. Stay tuned. You're listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. If anything, we're going to get y'all riled up today. Y'all going to be going to work talking about fight the power. Fight the power. <laughs> Got to fight the powers that be. We'll be back. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth. The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. You make an album you get a couple of tattoos and now you hardcore. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. Wake up, Mr. West, Mr. West, Mr. Fresh, Mr. By himself, he's so impressed. I can't stand Telly. <laughs> Please, Ben. Can you please get some bloopers? Because Telly offline, y'all, y'all have no idea. I, I don't know what you're talking Telly about. Telly is a straight up 101.7 percent full. I have no idea. And then what we got then, then you then we got to come back on air, and I'm supposed to just be like, "Good morning, you're listening to." So matter of fact, you bring us back since you gone. Tr- I can't believe you said that. Uh, good morning, Truth Nation. <laughs> As Denise said before break, all week long we're going to be talking about stereotypes <gasps> and and how it continues to play out to what decisions are made. And and Denise, before we get into the audio of um, uh, the single black mom talking about raising a single, wait a minute, I she's mean, single too. 
Well, I'm not sure. I'm you're right. You're right. No yeah, way. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, the woman that talked about how single parents produce the worst kids. I don't know if she's single or not. She but, didn't say black either. She just said single parents yeah. in general. So okay. all of our non-black listeners that have our okay. that are single parents, you can you, you can you listen up too. too. Yeah. Yes. But before we get to it, it made me think about something. Even in the television industry, uh, we were talking about actors and actresses in different roles and how it's conditioned that way. It's no different than when you watch a basketball game. Any basketball game you watch on television, how many black play-by-play guys do you see? Not many. It's getting better. It is? (laughs) <laughs> Look at me. I sound like one of those people. It's getting better. Yes. And, and the point. There's that, two of y'all. And, and the point I'm making is the reason why it's not a fuss because most people don't know the difference between a play-by-play guy and an analyst. Ooh. Take us to school, Telly. Okay. And I will because the only thing you got to do is the analyst is usually the ex-player that can give you a look inside the locker room or or what players are thinking, Right. And then you have the play-by-play guy who is basically the captain of the ship that tosses to commercial breaks, knows all the information. Like, the analyst only gives their opinion or their experience. Mm. The play-by-play person is the one that sets it all up and do all of that. And Okay, so... so You don't see too many black people doing that. So Kenny Jet Smith, Charles Barkley... Analyst, analyst. And then the guy that's in the... What's his name? What's his name? Ernie Johnson. He's the... Okay, I just want to make sure I understand. Yeah. Because you look at any show, any broadcast, you usually have, let's just keep it all the way real. You usually have a middle-aged white guy. That's the play-by-play guy. Yep. You have a former black player who's the analyst. And then you have a female on the sideline. Because guess what? Guys like to see the women on the sideline. But on top of that. <laughs> don't doesn't matter if she knows the difference between double dribble and double play, right? I need to apply for that job. Yeah, and so not for real. Can my, you see me on the my sideline? My point is, <laughs> go on, keep it real. Can you see me on no, the sideline reporter? Well, I'll be like, oh, I'd be firing a week. Yeah, no see, question. <laughs> but the deal is, these employers they're covering every base. Mm. Black people ain't got nothing to say. We can appease the white people, and and females don't have anything to say. Everybody's working. But here's the deal. They're all scheduled in these roles. That's why you don't see a lot of black play-by-play guys. Mm. And so that's why we are conditioned because it's like, well, the the middle-aged white guy, he's been around. He's the expert. He knows with everything that's going on. And that's the key word, expert. How do we associate black people and it, it, again, it just amazes me that we are now starting to see more NFL teams hiring black coaches. And I'm like, so for this long, we've been yeah. okay playing and executing, but we're not regarded as yeah. leaders, intellectual decision makers, and, critical thinkers. And as much as, uh, uh, basketball that black people have played over the history of time, you mean to tell me there's not one black person that can broadcast a game for two hours and talk about the same thing that the fans are seeing? It's intimidating for a, a number of non-black people to see intellectual black people. Because when you've never seen it, oh. and it hasn't been part of your trajectory, and especially in your formative years, and remember, as human beings, we fear what we don't understand, Telly. Absolutely. And so if I've been conditioned to believe that black people can only play but not coach, which is so ironic Not because talk about it. one minute we lazy uh-huh. 
And on the other hand, when you need something done, like remember there was a time where, and even still today, it's getting, look, I keep saying that, it's getting better. Let me remove that from my vernacular. Yes, today. please do. <laughs> like celebrities that have black bodyguards. Mm-hmm. It's your job to protect me. Yeah. It's your job to be my bodyguard to protect. You see these. You Take know, a bullet for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Please. Like, seriously, like yeah. you, that's all you would see is is black people protecting white people mm-hmm. as their bodyguards. I, and again, I don't see it as much as I used to. Because yeah. I well. do think that there is a, a, a significant increase in awareness in terms of, look, you don't want black Twitter coming for you. I still see it and experience it all the time. Do you know almost every single broadcast that I do? And for those of you that don't know, I, I think pretty much everyone does. But I also do play-by-play for college basketball. Mm-hmm. When I show up, do you know how many times they'll be like, oh, the analyst sits right here. You're, you'll be right here. Wow. And I'll be like, hey, no, I'm I'm the play-by-play guy. Are you serious? Oh, come on, man. They're not used to it. I'm supposed to be the ex-player that shows up and just give my opinion. Okay, see, I wasn't going to bring this up, but since you, you done got me started now, I didn't tell you about this. On the way to Switzerland, I had to fly from, remember I was in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So I flew from Phoenix to JFK, which is in New York, John F. Kennedy International Airport. And from there, I was supposed to fly nonstop to Zurich. First class. We board. I go to my little pod. There's a white guy. He's, he's, he's looking for his pod. I'm in 8B, and I strategically selected that one because it was closest to the exit. Because you know me, I'm like, I'm, when it's time to get off the plane, I'm ready to go. Mm. So he kept looking at me as he's, you know, because he was putting his bag over the, you know, in the overhead bin. And he's kind of kept looking at me. And I always wear my sunglasses, my shades, because I just don't like, I don't like to make eye contact because I just want to just be alone. Mm-hmm. You know what this fool said to me? This just happened. I, t- I, I didn't tell you about it. The reason why, because I know you and I had FaceTime about uh, the chocolate that I had got. And I didn't want to bring it up because I was so I was so mad. And I was like, I'm on vacation. But y'all, y'all want to know what he said to me, y'all? What's that? How long you been working for Delta? Oh, wow. He said, he said, good, he said good, good, good morning. I said, good morning. He obviously wanted to initiate a conversation with me for reasons I will never know. So for him, for him, the best icebreaker was, hey, <laughs> good morning. Good morning to you. How long have you been working for Delta? Yeah. I said, excuse me? He said, oh, do, do, do you work for Delta? And at first, Telly, I was like, I'm looking and I'm, I'm looking at me and I'm like, do I have like purple on? Because, <laughs> <Do I> <laughs> you know, Delta flight attendants, they wear these really nice purples. And I'm looking, I'm like, and then that light bulb hit. This fool thinks the only way that I could fly first class uh, yeah, on an international flight you gotta be, is that I'm an employee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, there are so many instances. It's, it's so many instances at, at when I was working for the Bucks and, and I would have on a suit when I'm at work because that's what's required of me. Mm-hmm. How many people come... If I was in Boston or New York or somewhere, excuse me, uh, do you know what section I'm sitting in? 
Wow. Oh, come wow. on. Wow. And see, here's the thing. And then it reached a point where, you know, it takes a lot for me to get petty. But if I get sick of something, I, I, I said, I don't know, but I'm on the floor. I know that's right. I, I'm working. I'm sorry. I'm on the floor. So I, I don't know what section you're in. Oh, I didn't know. Yes, you I, I, I just exactly. I'll look at myself and say, I must be the best dress usher you have ever met. And you know what? As when we come back from break, we're gonna play. We're gonna play this audio. I just have to say this. <laughs> you, you, you. As black people, we have had to get complete with these disgusting stereotypes that impact us, mm-hmm. and to the point where, like, when you told me that there are a number of black men who don't get out their car if they see a white lady getting out of her car in a parking lot. If you're smart. <laughs> you know how that hit my that that hit my soul. No, because it's all these decisions that we have to make based on stereotypes that we didn't even create. Yeah, and it's normal. And it's normal. And, and I I don't I can't toot my own horn. I think I'm a a, a nice guy, but you are a very nice guy. I, but, Sometimes too nice, telling. And, and, but that's what I think. Sometimes I'm like I'm one of. One of the nicest people you probably gonna meet. The the nicest person. Because <laughs> you know sometimes I'll be like Telly, I know you ain't and you'd be like, D, uh, uh, I'm yeah. not picking. I'm like, uh, but the thing is, it's like, but I still when when a a white person see me, they don't see none of that. The, telly, and we're going to break. Do do you hear what I'm saying? The man looked at me and he was just trying to figure out how he could initiate a yeah. conversation and versus saying, What do you do? Mm-hmm. or is this a business trip or leisure trip? He was like, hey, how long have you been working for Delta? Yes. And yeah. if, I'm like, what, I'm looking like, do I have purple on? Like, what, what's going yeah. on? And then, oh, you think, because okay. Yeah. And I said, no, I do not. I said, I have my own business. And you actually could benefit from my services. Mm. And he said, what do you do? I said, I'm a communication coach. And he said, oh, touche. We'll be back, y'all. <laughs> Stay tuned. It's the best morning show on planet. Yeah, this just happened. I didn't want to bring it up because I was so livid, but I was like, this is my vacation. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let these negative, ignorant. We'll be back. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. <laughs> they grow in. The award-winning 1017 The Truth is the home <laughs> of Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any of the hoops action by listening to Panthers basketball on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms. The Panthers are on the road Thursday as they are set to take on the Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastodons. Coverage begins at 530 with a 6 p.m. tip-off. And before that, Tomorrow, we will have our monthly interview with DT's guy, DT's coach, Mr. Bart Lundy. So make sure you tune in for that. That will happen tomorrow right here during Truth Be Told with DT and Tell. He could do no wrong. (laughs) Zero. And they're playing better. You don't care about that, though, huh? No, I'm, 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 hey, that's a bonus, but he could do no wrong. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Telly. 
Don't talk to me for the rest of the day. Because you do this all the time before a break. Truth Nation, I'm, I'm going to get him one day. I'm just going to oh, hit record. Oh, come on. I'm an I'm L7. A Remember? I was this street. And, you know, so. We're not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> See? I was that guy. <laughs> We're here live. No. <laughs> oh, Sally, come on now. I'm not the first person to say that. I told How do you, you know? Am I? Am I the only person that says it about you? On the True Talk to Text line, <laughs> 833-212-1017, Grit says, good morning, DT and Telly. These people know exactly what they're doing. That's their way of initiating conversation to get you to tell them what it is that you do. Talking about you, DT, and your situation. They know they're getting under your skin. And after all these years, the one that still bothers me the most is being a business owner, owning more than a half a million dollars in equipment and driving a luxury car. Yet when they see my face at a gas station or anywhere, they double lock their alarm, causing mm-hmm. their horn to blow. My response is I look at my car and then back at their car and I laugh audibly louder than the sound of their horn i love it he's probably like oh! <laughs> <laughs> i love it hey just yell out just business that don't even pertain to them <laughs> hey I, we're gonna miss our flight to martha's vineyard we need to hurry up lady we need to hurry up darling <laughs> honey call the captain and tell him to make sure the g6 has got enough fuel in it before we take our private jet to santa barbara next week i love it that's why you know what that's another thing we're going to talk about, too, because <laughs> when when somebody tells you that you're bragging, it's because probably they're not winning. I love when I hear my people just winning, mm-hmm. pulling up, looking good, dry, you know, and, you know, I've been told, oh, Denise, that's superficial. Da, 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 da. When you when you know what it's like to not have. Yeah. <laughs> And you haven't inherited, and you actually worked, and you have. It's okay to man. Come on, somebody. I mean, as as what we all know, you appreciate stuff you have to work for. Man, if it's given to you, it's like ah, you know, I'll get some more. That's but, why I don't apologize. I yeah. told you, I told people on social media, I don't apologize for nothing. You got a problem with what I got? Take it up with the Most High. Yeah, or Period. go get your own. But how about both? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It worked for me. All right, on the YouTube message board. Good morning, Barbara. I've missed you, Barbara. Barbara says, good morning. Love what you said back to that rude man, DT. Sorry someone felt the need to invade your space and peace like that. It's all good, Barbara. I appreciate it. It's it's the, a day in a life of being a black woman in America. Day in a life. It's Tuesday. Literally, it's Tuesday. Yeah. We've got an audible that we want to share with y'all, Truth Nation. Definitely want to get your reaction. There is a sister, and I told Telly when he sent me the link to this interview, I said, man, I want to revoke this queen's thr- uh, throne, <laughs> her crown. She was the first person that has been talked about getting something revoked other than me and yeah. my black card. I really want to revoke her crown. Let me just not create any type of prejudice. I want y'all to just listen to this audio. Let us know your thoughts. The Truth Talking Text Line is 833-212-1017. Check this out crisis a pandemic with this single mother and but it is a proven fact that single mother households produce the worst product facts it's a fact fact, yeah if you take two parent households 
single father household, single mother household. Statistically, based on facts, yep. the household with the woman heading it by herself produces the worst product. And for our people, for black people, for African-American people, those single mother households are the reason why prisons are filled with a good majority of our people. You are 100% people, right. right. Wow. Telly, reaction. Well, whew. interesting. Uh, especially, I felt a, a certain kind of way because I was raised by a single mom, and uh, and we turned out all right. Now, you could say, oh, well, that was the exception or this, that, and the other, but I totally don't agree with it because you don't know the circumstances that surround each single parent household. What if they got to work three jobs to make sure that the household is maintained and they don't have that type of time to invest in their kids in the way that someone in a two parent household could. There's a lot of different factors, but to sit there and say, oh, these are all facts and statistics say, uh, if you look at even the kid that went and shot up that school in Michigan, that was a two-parent household. Okay, first of all, let me let me just interject really quick. Sister, when you make a profound statement such as the one that you made during this particular interview, mm-hmm. and you say it with such conviction and authority, followed by statements such as, these are facts, these yeah. are facts, I need you... That's, that's not to provide right. the credible source of yeah. information. And before we even go to that, I just want to remind us, Truth Nation, that there was a study conducted where both CBS News as well as CNN published articles based on a study that proves Black fathers are more involved in their children's lives more than any other group. Last year, members of Congress joined a policy meeting to tackle negative stereotypes of black fathers, Telly, including you, because you're, you're a black girl dad. House of Representatives member, Frederick, sorry, Frederica Wilson out of Florida's 24th, 24th district. Organize it with the support of your fraternity, Omega Sci-Fi. And researchers involved in a 2013 Center for Disease Control study that found black fathers. See, that's how you present factual information. Mm-hmm. You provide like the even source when you're writing a dissertation, everything, everything yes. you provide. So for both CNN as well as CBS to to publish this article where the the legislators in our country combined with the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity, along with the CDC and a certified public accountant, CPA, conducted a study where they found that black fathers are more involved in their children's lives, more so than any other group. There's also a social status of black men and boys as part of the Congressional Commission that researches 
the attacks and disparities and misconceptions regarding black fathers. So that right there is my first rebuttal or response to this black queen who's about to get her crown revoked because she made a statement like that and did not provide one credible source yes. of information. Yes, Jean even pointed that out on the True Talk to Text line. Jean says, did that woman give any citations exactly. to back up her facts or was she just generalizing? The latter. The latter. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this because we're, we're highlighting the most impactful stereotypes that face the black community. One of them being we're more athletic, one being we're lazy, and also the one we're talking about today, single black parents produce the worst children. And, and this queen said the word product. Also, we products now. Stay tuned. You're listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. We want to hear from you, y'all. The Truth Talking Text Line, 833-212-1017. This is the award-winning 1017 The Truth. We'll be back. Don't touch that dial. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. What's up, Truth Nation? We are getting into our second hour of the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We thank y'all so much for tuning in and hope you're having a great week. Listen, y'all, we got some great things coming up in store in the second hour, including a live interview regarding an upcoming incredible musical that will be featured here at the Marcus Center of Performing Arts in downtown Milwaukee. You do not want to miss this interview because unlike negative stereotypes, black folks, we go to plays. We go to musicals. We go to theater. We actually pretty much choreographed or impacted the choreography of any major performing art show. So you want to stay tuned. We're also going to continue our discussion on the negative stereotypes that face our community, the black community. In particular, single black parents produce the worst children. So stay tuned. We got a lot coming for you in the second hour. You're listening to the only station in the country that brings you 11 consecutive hours of live black talk radio. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We'll be back.